You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences. In addition to our regular weekly podcast, we also have the privilege of interviewing experts from around the world to further our understanding of how to live mindfully. Paola Connect is a certified leadership, transformational, and self-development coach. Offering insights from 15 years of working in leading-edge global corporations, including Viatris and Syngenta, Connect is dedicated to helping people transform their professional and personal lives. She is the founder of My Mind Power Coaching and Consulting and author of the new book, The Success Mindset, Take Back the Leadership of Your Mind. Welcome, Paula. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Teresa, for the opportunity. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. I really enjoyed the book. Um, It really describes through 11 pillars how we can take back the leadership of our minds. And I appreciated that you included the little reflection questions at the end of each of those pillars and encourage readers to really take the time to reflect on those questions so that, you know, it anchors the lesson. So I think that's so important. So thank you for including that. I want to start with why you think we need to hit reset on how we view success. Right. There is, I think that the, how we view success today, it's really shaped by basically everybody except ourselves. Um, we listen to everybody, politicians, Hollywood stars, nowadays influencers, political leaders, every, everybody has a say about how success looks like. But ultimately, I believe that a success that really comes from, from within, only you can define it. And so I challenge the view of, of today that says, hey, yeah listen to to that podcaster or to that influencer that has the ultimate formula of success i i don't buy that anymore uh, and it's it's a mix of personal experience because i also been there done that 
you know, but also how I see it on my clients, they all followed normally a path of success that was predefined or, or they thought comes from a general societal definition that was not really their own definition. So in this book, I challenge the view and I, I also show the way how to, to define your own success story. Absolutely. And I agree with you. And of course, that fits into mindfulness because everything starts from within, not externally. Well, you talk about the importance of creating an action plan. And my question, however, is what do you think holds us back from taking action? The main cause is really the belief that you cannot do it. It's a inherent belief. It's a, we call it limiting belief often in the practice. But I even think goes beyond, beyond that. Uh, it, it really comes from the core uh, that you don't accept your full potential. And then when you say, yes, I will do that thing, but really, really far within you have been, sometimes it, it even comes from education. It comes from that constant punish and reward system that parents and, and teachers create maybe unconsciously because it's been inherited. And then you, you learn by that system that, ah, there are certain things I will be rewarded, certain things punished. And then you tend to follow the reward pattern without, you know, listening to yourself. So at the end, what is the result? And the result is uh, you, you go away from what you believe you can do and you become too dependent on that reward. Ah, if I do this, they will tell me I'm good. If I don't do what they say, they will tell me I'm not good. And so if your dream or your wish is something that most people do not support, you will then doubt if you can really do it because you don't have that confirmation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that actually leads really well into the next question, which is how do we overcome our fear, our fear of failure? I mean, there are many, many ways and also how fear touches us is different. It's like most of the times it comes before we do the action. We get paralyzed by it you know, because of the fear of failure, of the fear of, of that it doesn't work out. So uh, I came to the conclusion that the best way to overcome fear is by developing a strong faith in yourself. And that's, that's really embracing the unknown, embracing what comes after. And you say, okay, I, whatever comes, it's short term. Term because on the long term, I have faith that it will work out. And that will really drive you through. It's, it's deeper than, than just trying to convince yourself, I'm not afraid because we are. We have to embrace the feeling. It's in our human nature. We tend to prefer to be in a protected, safe environment. And every time this is in danger, we react with fear. This is uh, inheritance from our evolution. To survive, but uh, nowadays this fear is more psychological. We'll continue this conversation right after this brief message. Yeah, absolutely. We actually use an acronym in our workshops for fear, which is false evidence appearing real, because it's not really real. There's no tiger chasing us, or you know, we're not going to be executed if we don't do something perfectly. 
But you're right. It's been around so long in the brain that it automatically comes up and it really trips us up. So I wanted to ask you about something that is frequently on my mind as a challenge. I think it's so distracting to us that it prevents us sometimes from achieving what we want to. But that is how we can tune out social media and instead focus on what gives our lives real purpose. I believe that we should go back to craftsmanship, you know, to put value on what we do with our hands. With all this digital era, all we think about is just to get on the phone and, and, you know, reach out to social media or even, I mean, our jobs nowadays are really focused on, on using digital gadgets or laptops or we are the whole day sitting and typing basically or watching or scrolling. But actually, when you think about it, the moments we have been more creative in our lives have uh, come when you, you sit in silence and focus on a task with your hands, whether it's drawing or building something or just writing. It really gives you a um, more opportunity to develop or to tap on your creative uh, mindset. It's hard, but if you deliberately plan some hours off from digital, any gadget or any uh, machine or, you know, <laughs> that will bring you a lot of capability to focus back and to really connect with your craftsmanship, with your creativity and with that respect of what you can do with your hands. That's really interesting because there are a lot of studies, like for instance, about the power of handwriting instead of typing because of the effect it has on the brain. And you're tapping into both hemispheres and it, you're sending the message to the brain that this is important. And so that ties in with what you're saying with your, when you're doing anything. I do that when I need to kind of, I don't know, reset, like I'm having trouble coming yeah. up with a topic or something. I will do something. It, I didn't think about that, but it is with my hands. So it's either a craft or sometimes it's something like doing dishes, but where yeah. I do it very mindfully and it lets my mind relax. And then I realize, oh, I have a great idea. It's wonderful. I like this, of course, that you mentioned because it ties directly into mindfulness, but could you share with our listeners why it's important, even though you're working toward a goal, it's important to stay focused on the present instead of the future? Yes, I, I believe it's the, the key that opens so many wonderful things. It's like the opening the Pandora box because I come from the perspective that to really be creative is being spontaneous and that spontaneity only can come on the present moment because um, when we think too much on the past or in the future, we are using our intellect. The past is gone, does not exist. So you just analyze over and over what happened and why it did not happen. And and you don't do your mind space to, to really untap into your creative area or your creative capabilities and the future is the same and um, both are human constructions of of the time space reality so when you focus too much your time in in that area you are not uh, untapping any creativity you are analyzing reanalyzing things that are not happening or do not exist yet or that happened but the only way to be creative and to be spontaneous is to be in the present. Absolutely. You talked in sections of the book about the importance of creating habits. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you can share some tips or some ideas with our listeners about how we can create powerful habits 
that align with our goals. Right. So the very first step is to have in mind and, and to discover your vision. So when you are very sure where do you want to go, that makes the whole journey easier because you have a, a place to go. Um, you cannot build powerful habits if you don't know what do you want to do or what do you want to achieve in your life or even in a year of time, you know, you need some guidance. Otherwise, what you do in the day, it might be difficult to give a meaning, right? So if you start with having a vision about your life or if you don't want to be that ambitious to have a life vision, at least to set goals in the long term. For example, I want to lose weight. I want to, I don't know, earn the double income or, or be more mindful or spend more time with my family. It can be anything. Powerful thing here is once you know what it is, then it's, it's easier to plan in smaller steps towards that goal. So once you have that vision, then it's easier to, to think, okay, how can I reach it in midterm, like let's say five months from now, or even one month from now, and that drills you down to the today. What can I do today? And habits is nothing more than a deliberate, or it should be because we have unconscious habits as well. But if you want to direct them, then you just have to really consciously define them and they have to be small, small habits because that's manageable. You can say, okay, I want to run a marathon. Then I start 30 minutes jogging plan. And then when I reach it, then I jump into the next. I try to do one hour. And so you increase slowly but surely. And then once it's settled, then this becomes an habit then you will start to do it unconsciously. Yeah, I think any kind of change, if we start small, we're sort of better ensuring that we're going to reach the goal. Some people try to make those big leaps, like change everything overnight. And that's really where we set ourselves up for failure, I think, because it's too overwhelming and we can't maintain yeah. it. So I definitely agree with that. Thank you. Um, you cover a lot in the book uh, addressing mm -hmm. mind, body, and soul. So it's a completely comprehensive look at how to kind of shift into this mindset. But one of the areas that you touched on that I found interesting was on our spirituality and mm -hmm. the component of it that you talk about is humility. And I was wondering why is that important for success? I think humility puts you in a, a place where you understand uh, your role in the whole. I mean, we we are unique and we are, I believe, unique point of consciousness and part of the whole. So that makes us very special. But at the same time, we are like a drop of water in a vast ocean. So we, we are not the whole, we are the ocean on a, in a way, yes, but we are other billions of billions. I mean, whole nature, it has its point of uniqueness in, in this existence. When you realize that, um, it helps you to connect a bit more with, with everything around us. And it's an attempt to really focus less on yourself. And because we tend to believe that everything is, is going around us and what we think is the right thing and what we feel everybody else should feel. And it's just a reminder to say, Hey, um, 
yes, we are important, unique, but also we are part of the whole. And humility also puts you in a position to learn from others and to remain curious about nature, about others, about what you can learn. And I, I really believe that curiosity is, is really the seed of genius. Well, it's an excellent sort of just play-by-play workbook kind of to get mm-hmm. through step-by-step how you come up with what success means to you and the steps to take to reach your new goals. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Teresa. It was a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you again to Paola for joining us today and sharing her ideas on shifting to a success mindset. You can find more information on Paola's work at my-mindpower.com. You'll find a link to her book, Success Mindset, on our website at amindfulmoment.com, and you can see the entire interview on our YouTube channel at Work to Live. Until next time, I encourage you to meditate daily and be mindful in all of your everyday activities. Simply bring your full awareness to the present moment to build your mindfulness skills, paying attention to every detail of what you're doing, from washing dishes to work tasks to taking a walk. Your mind will wander, and that's normal. Each time you notice it has wandered, that's mindfulness. Consider how wonderful the world could be if everyone was mindful. You can help make that happen. It all starts with a mindful moment. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee and rate this podcast so that others can find us. Follow us on social media at A Mindful Moment Podcast. Visit our website, amindfulmoment.com, to access all podcasts and interviews. A Mindful Moment is written by Teresa McKee. The English version is hosted by Teresa McKee, and the Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions, 